Wait, are you are you like getting up the 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 building up your your tension to to yeah. start the show? Building up, build, yeah. I'm 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 I'm, I'm yeah, stretching the rubber band. Yes. <laughs> does does that work for you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know even know what that means. <laughs> It's, uh, it's episode 96 of On Taking Pictures. That's what you've, you've tuned into on your, on your podcast radio dial. I miss dials. You ever miss dials? Sometimes, yeah. I miss, I miss the, 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 the fuzziness of, of not being quite on the, on the mark. My father's you know? Datsun 310 with a, with a radio with, the, you know, with a volume on the left and the tuner on the right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Old school. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is on Taking Pictures. We're a weekly podcast. We're talking about uh, photography, creativity, and uh, a little bit. What was it, what was the initial thing? Like a health, a healthy dose of opinion or something? Yeah, I think some. I think a uh, certain someone helped us write that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from FadedAndBlurred.com. One of the best inspiration sites on the net for photography. The there are a lot of good ones out there. The but, the uh, best. No, oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, and with me. Fancy photographer, Bill Wadman. Hi, Jeffrey. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Doing well. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? I watched some movies over the weekend. I watched uh, that, that Django, okay, Django sure. Unchained. Yeah. I like me some Quentin Tarantino. You know, I was solo this weekend and I ended up watching um, White House Down. White House Down? Jamie, Is that the one Jamie with uh, Jamie Foxx? Yeah. 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 Uh, what's the, the guy from uh, 21 Jump Street? Yeah. That what's guy. his name? I don't know what the hell his name is. But they, you know, it's basically Die Hard in the White House, but not nearly as good. Right, without Bruce Willis. Yeah, without Bruce Willis or a plot or any sort of good twists. <laughs> um, so if you take away plot and and snappy dialogue, that's that's what you got. It's basically what you got. Yeah, and, and no and no discussion of Twinkies. Um, ah, right. But uh, yeah, I did that, and then I had some friends over to watch Seven. Man, great movie. That is a dark film. It is a dark film. You know, it like beginning dark, to end, it's just like, wow, this is just some deep stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, uh, classic Fincher, though. Attention to detail was was superb. Yes. And film. and very beautiful. Uh, the, the lighting and everything like that. You know, a lot of those movies are 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 good ways to learn how to see light. Mm-hmm. You know, like go watch your favorite movies that are like that and, and try to figure out what direction the light's coming from and if it's hard or soft and, and you know, play with that if you're trying to figure out some lighting stuff. Uh, cause they get it right. It's, you can also, it's funny with lighting and movies too. You can get away with stuff. You can't get away with in stills mm-hmm. such a, you know, like where you'll have a group of people lit from say two or three different directions, you know, like a side light or a rim or whatever. And then they'll twist their head in such a way that you get a really harsh thing on just the tip of their nose or something, something you would never be able to pull off in photos without people commenting on it. But you don't notice it in a movie, you know, cause it's, <laughs> they're in motion and they're talking right, about just some instant. killer or something. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Hey, you you mentioned uh, uh, Twinkie. Uh, yeah, we lost Harold Ramis over the weekend. Yeah, and you know, a friend of ours, uh, my friend Craig, is a, a huge Ghostbuster fan. Like it's his favorite movie of all time. Watches it a number mm-hmm. of times a year, and and he wrote some stuff back and forth to all of us. And I said, just imagine the size of the Twinkie that Harold Ramis is getting in heaven right now. That's right. <laughs> That's a big Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you know. Kind of a bummer. Well, you know what it is? I think I take it as a reminder of of the fact that this doesn't last forever. 
Right. And to do what you want to do today, because there might not be a chance tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get it, get it done. Yeah. Whatever it is. Find, find your it. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got lots of stuff to cover today. What, a lot of stuff. So let's, let's uh, talk about uh, the assignments. The assignment, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of really, really creative stuff up there. So thank you once again. Uh, th- this has been this has been a lot of fun to watch. It's been a lot of fun to participate in. I don't, I, I personally don't participate as much as I should. Yeah, either do uh, I. But but it's fun watching the people. You know, it is, it is, and there's some really, really good stuff up there. Um, so if you haven't been in the group in a while, go go take a look. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Okay. Well, what do you got? Going to, going to, going to, going to switch it up. Going to, going to get two for one this time. The, the new assignment is diptych. Ooh. Okay. Diptych. All right. So we want to see, uh, uh, side by side above and below, whatever, whatever format you want. We've, we'll put some, some links in the show notes. If you'd, if you'd like some help creating diptychs, uh, there's a, a, a nice little extension. If you're on the Mac using Photoshop, there's one called tick panel, which I've used quite a bit. Um, really nice little extension. You, you've got a lot of control over spacing and width and, and, and you can add not just diptychs, but you can make mosaics as well. Uh, if you're on iOS, there's an, there's a little app, 99 cent app called diptych. Uh, and then there's a service, there's a web service called dipty that we'll put in the, in the show notes and you can, you can upload your images to Dipti and, and set a border or you can just do it, you know, by hand old school and whatever editor you're using. Okay. Yeah. I, but, uh, I have an idea for this one. All right. Diptych. So have fun with that. And, uh, and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at them throughout the week. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Um, let's see what else, uh, what else we got here? Uh, hey, you're, you're a Canon guy. I am a Canon user. What do you, what do you, what do you think of this Canon? considering uh dumping low-end cameras um well like their definition really of low-end is what two hundred dollars two hundred and below right okay uh, that doesn't surprise me at all in fact i'm surprised that there are still cameras that cost two hundred dollars and less uh just in the sense that the point is is that smartphones are almost or just as good as your phone i mean it doesn't quite have the same features manual exposure or zoom lens or whatever it is but you know for for most people their phone takes the place of that tiny mm-hmm. pocket camera. So there's gotta be, that's gotta be a no margin business, you know? Cause yeah, you'd think you're fighting you'd against think. everybody. Everybody's got the compacts, you know, it's funny when, when, um, like a photo Kina or whatever, the different photo, sh- the big shows where they announce stuff, come around, come around and they say Nikon or Olympus or whoever introduces like 17 new cameras. Right. Right. And they're all like these little compact things. I'm like, do you need 17 of them? You know, couldn't yeah. three good models have covered all of the bases? <laughs> you know, um, it's like there's uh, there's just w- there's too many designers in these places who all get a get a seat at the table. Um, but you know, yeah, it doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. And I mean, they say that they're gonna uh, uh, just you know work on the high end and and stuff like that, which is fine with me. You know, make make right. better digital SLRs. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, I think what you're going to see the the next round of phones. Sony announced their uh, Xperia Z2, right. what they're calling their Z2, 20 megapixel camera in it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Samsung announced the S5. That's got a better camera in it. Uh, who knows what what Apple's going to do with the sure. iPhone 6? Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, megapixels are not megapixels. Not all megapixels are created equal. But yeah, I mean, sure. These these cameras, these phones keep getting better. Um. 
at this point, I think that they're getting sort of incrementally better, right? Because they're mm-hmm. they're they're hitting the limits. As are a lot of digital SLR things. They're like they're sort of hitting the limits of of um of physics. You know, there's only so much you right. can do with X photons of light. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, this is I I love to have a slightly uh, more versatile camera in my iPhone. You know, I'd love to be able to. Uh, I guess if there were some more pixels, then you could zoom in easier. So you could like use it as a zoom as opposed to always just shooting wide and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are a lot of times when I'm using my phone where just the focal length just doesn't fit right. You know, you ever have that? Uh, Yes, absolutely. And, and so it's like, there's limitations there, but never worth having another camera in my pocket. You know, it's like sort of like between my phone and my big camera, everything I've tried in the middle, just, it wasn't interesting to me or, Mm -hmm. or didn't do enough better than the phone to be worth almost as much as the SLR, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know, I feel like if, if I'd be surprised if we didn't see the same thing happening to all the other companies too, you know? Yes. Like maybe Sony will keep making them or, you know, some big giant company that's just gonna, you know, or maybe, maybe like, you know, to your point earlier, maybe they drop down to two or three models for the next couple of years or something. It just, it makes sense to me. People mm-hmm. don't want that much choice, you know. I don't need my phone in seven different colors, or I mean, you know, <laughs> right. I don't need my camera in seven different colors. Like, give me two colors. I, even when Apple added the gold one, I was like, "Oh, Apple, don't do it. Black and white. Stick with yeah, black and it, white." Yeah, but it sold really well, <sighs> and and now the the new Samsung is available in gold just, as well. People just want novelty. Just like, eh, yeah, it's just. I, I I don't know. I I put it in a case anyway, so. Yeah, me too. Well, that's the that's the that's the huge problem with Apple phones that they make these gorgeous phones, but because they're gorgeous, they're so fragile that you have to put them in a case so you don't smash them. Yeah. In which point there's <laughs> there's no point in them looking really great without naked anyway. Yeah. I don't know, it's just a it's a crazy thing. Um hey, so last week we discussed uh women in photography. Yes. And this seemed to get a lot of people, not ruffled up, but like lots of opinions on this. A lot, a lot of buy-in on the discussion. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Uh, and and I I guess we just wanted to, to to sort of clarify that we absolutely have no. It's we're not saying it misogynistically. We're not trying to say that women shouldn't be. I I'm just interested in in why I don't see more women as pro photographers specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody wrote in. Uh, uh, this morning, actually, Serena, do you see this email? Uh, this is the, the scrapbooking. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Saying that a, there's a lot of people who are scrapbookers who, who are photographers because of that. Uh, and, and th- that, you know, we shouldn't discount all those people, which is true. Yeah. That's a, that's you a know. great point. There's a whole, uh, uh, it's creative memories. This, this, yeah. you know, making custom scrapbooks and custom photo books. That's a whole other thing that we, yeah, that we didn't even talk about. And that's, you know, it's, we're not trying to take away from anything. As nope. Bill said, it's, uh, it's more of a, huh, you know, kind of a scratching of the head yeah. going, why don't we see this? I mean, or, why it, isn't this more in the news? Interestingly enough, though, all of the, all of the links that, that Serena sent us, uh, actually, well, I'm, I'm opening up one, two, three. Yeah. Almost all of them are kids or women and kids or, you know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's that angle too, uh, which is interesting, almost like family photography kind of stuff. Right. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I just, I guess I just wanted to, to, to say that the discussion was great. Uh, there was, yeah, there was I mean, discussion uh, on the group going back and forth, like 14 different posts. Yeah. Didn't, um, Millie started that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Millie hates us now. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Um, I, I think that, that, you know, she, she brings up some interesting points. Um, and I, I wonder how that's perceived in different countries, how it's perceived in the UK, how it's perceived in Canada, how it's perceived in the US. You know, are there, are there different, not rules, but, but expectations surrounding it? Are there different sets of criteria by which they're judged? I, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a you mean strange... like gender roles in different countries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a tough thing. I mean, I think that we all, there is pressure from society in general to, towards both men and women Mm -hmm. to say that any sort of artistic pursuit is, is, is a waste of time or is selfish or is, you know what I mean? Uh, Wait, you're, you're saying, are you, you're saying that is the case or that's not the case? I'm saying that is the case. And I'm saying oh, okay. that's, it's that it's, that's the case for both men and women. I think Millie made a point saying that, you know, a lot of women are, are, you know, uh, uh, pushed to be providers and that kind of stuff. And I, I'd say that the same thing is true of men, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, what do you think you're doing being a photographer? Don't you have to, you have a wife and kids, you need to get a real job, you know, right. Th- right. That, that goes both ways. Um, that goes to just the society in general, I think. Um, I mean, there, there are and have been, I mean, Lee Miller, female photojournalist, sure. war photographer. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, who's the one that, that we talked we to? The, Kitra Khanna. Okay. And we, I mean, that that Vietnamese woman, I can't remember mm-hmm. her name that we uh, did a couple. And my Lu. Yeah. A few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it is interesting to me. Um, anyway, just something to take away. Yeah. There. It's I, an interesting discussion. I, we haven't. I don't think we'll ever find an answer to that. Uh, probably not. You know. But it is it is interesting to to hear and, and read yeah. uh, different opinions about. I'll it. say again though, I, I if if there are let's assume for the moment for the for the sake of this argument that there are just as many women hobbyist photographers as men. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, if any of them listen to podcasts, I feel like a show like ours is actually much more in keeping with with a with a sort of gender neutral topics of discussion than a lot of the other photo shows out there you know a lot of the more like technical gear ones you know oh, what I okay mean? just just by nature of of not bringing gear so heavily yeah because i yeah, mean we're, yeah. we're talking about things on on this other level which is much more just homogenous you know mm-hmm. like you know equal everyone's thinking about this stuff in the same kind of way you know everyone has these issues you know sure not everyone has the issue of how do i sync three flashes with you know what i mean right um yeah. So I'm surprised that in our group we don't have, you know, at least 30 or 40% women where maybe we have 20% women. You know. I don't know. Maybe it's less women listen to podcasts, less women are on Google Plus, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh yeah, I I don't know either. Yeah. Anyway, uh what else we got? Where are we going here? Sue Bryce. Uh, <clears throat> Sue Bryce, yeah. Do you know Sue Bryce? No, beautiful though. Yeah. Um, also beautiful women. Wow. Australian. Uh, uh, I think she's Australian. Um, first kind of got noticed, uh, doing boudoir photography. She's done some creative lives, uh, she does really great, uh, portrait work. Yep. 
and uh, does a lot of workshopping. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice stuff. Anyway, didn't know if you were aware of her or not, but she's, she's really good. And uh super, um, yeah, she has, she works also seems like she works with really great uh, stylists, mm-hmm. which is the key to that kind of thing. Started, I believe in her garage, if I remember the story correctly, her and Google and HP and someone else. Well now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> Okay, hey, I sent you this you, article yesterday. You sent me this article, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let me let me can I give the quick synopsis? Yes. Okay. We didn't we didn't know if we should talk about this. No, we didn't. And this might get us in a deeper hole than the sexism one we had last week. But I'm going to bring it up just cuz the specifics of this case are not what I want to discuss. Right. Um okay, so the, there was a case in New Mexico where a uh a lesbian woman was getting married. Uh, was looking for a photographer for the the ceremony, uh, found a photographer online that she liked, sent an email, and the woman politely declined. And uh, apparently she and her husband who run the business uh, don't believe in gay marriage um, for apparently religious reasons. And so she de- she apparently politely declined and said, you know, I'm not interested. Um. The, 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 do, now, do, do we know, did she say, I, uh, you know, I'm, did, was there any sort of hint of I'm offended by what you're doing okay. or, or well, okay. was so it? The, yeah. So there's the thing. Upon receiving the email, Elaine wrote an, uh, an email back politely declining to shoot the ceremony. Elaine did not want to use her photographic skills to communicate the message that marriage can be defined as anything other than one man and one woman, as this was contrary to her and her husband's beliefs. Right. Two right. months later, the bride, Willock sent Elaine another email asking whether Elaine Photography offers its, quote, services to same-sex couples, end quote. Elaine responded that the company does not photograph same-sex weddings and thanked Wilcox for her interest. So not like, damn you to hell, but just, you know, sort of like, no, this isn't my thing. This isn't isn't what we do. Right. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure that we're presenting as as complete Uh, a picture as we can. This is according to this this big uh, federal article, this law article about this thing. Okay, this case. So although her the the bride and her partner ended up finding another photographer at a lower price than what this woman would have charged, uh, the bride filed a complaint with the state claiming that Elaine Photography violated the state public accommodations law by engaging in sexual orientation discrimination. And uh, it went all the way to, to court and she ended up winning and the photography people had to pay $6,600 in attorney's fees. Yeah. Now, the reason I bring this up is not to bring up gay marriage. I mean, you know, hey, if everyone's getting married, good for everybody who wants to yeah, get married. I'm all for it. I don't right. care. And uh, it's, this is not like a gay who I don't care. I've, you know, tons of married gay friends, tons of unmarried gay friends, more yep. power to them. Um the, the 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 thing that I wanted to bring up was the idea that the law could sort of um, dictate what jobs you take as a professional artist, you know, that, that well, you, can't, it, you it, can't decline work because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it seems like what's happened in this case is, is this photography business yeah. has been lumped into... Uh, yeah, the term hotels, is, yeah, restaurants. Exactly. The term know, is it, public accommodation. Right. Almost like it's a hospitality company. Mm-hmm. And like you didn't, you didn't serve this guy because he was gay or black or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Um, 
Now, here's the here's my question. Okay, now let's assume for the moment that this, that this this these people do not have a storefront on Main Street, mm-hmm. right? Would that make a difference? Like if if you know if I had Bill Wadman photos and you know come on in, walk ins welcome, and some lesbians came in say and said we want our picture together, and I was like, no, I don't believe in what you're doing, so I'm not going to take your picture. Like, is that different than if she just has a website and, and you know, shoots weddings like a lot of photographers? I don't know. This I, I, I'll be honest with you. I really don't – I don't understand this case on either side. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand going th- through the effort and the headache to bring the suit. Right. Like, okay, you found another photographer, so this Elaine photography woman is going to lose out on all the business she would have gotten if she shot gay weddings, so her business is going to suffer. That's her problem. Right, but I mean, it, it seems what's, – what's the goal of bringing the suit? Yeah, I guess. Is it is – it, To make it, a point? It seems – yeah, it seems to make a point maybe, but it, it seems like the goal is to, to punish – this photographer yeah. for not sharing your views. And I don't understand that. Well, I guess the question is, is photography a service like a hiring a plumber? Mm-hmm. You know, is it really just, or is it, or, or do those pictures have Elaine's name on them? They're her copyright, right? You know what I mean? Like they, right. they have her artistic stamp on them and she doesn't want to use her artistic powers. <laughs> You know, right. for something that she doesn't necessarily believe in. The same way that if somebody came to me and said, I want you to shoot a Ku Klux Klan rally, we're going to pay you X to do it. And I'm like, I'm not interested. I don't want to support the Ku Klux Klan. Could the Ku right. Klux Klan say you're being discriminatory against my group? I don't know. This is a, like I said, this is a strange issue. It's, yeah. it's on the part of the photographer, to, to our knowledge, they are not campaigning against. They're not actively campaigning against. Right. Yeah. But they're just saying this is this is not. Although they'd be, you know, they'd be, wouldn't they be politically? I mean, if they were actively campaigning against, I mean, they'd be politically protected First Amendment, right? I guess I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm it's just this just, weird just, thing that the government could say you didn't take this gig, and you can get sued because you didn't take this gig, right? So it's a, it's, what, it's, what if, what if she didn't issue. take her because she didn't like the sound of her voice or the tone that the woman had? Yeah, you know that would be okay. You know, it's kind of, you know, I always have this thing. I mean, I am pretty far to the left politically. Like, I'm I'm pretty liberal. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand hate crime legislation in the sense that what difference does it make why somebody killed somebody or beat somebody up? They killed somebody or beat somebody up. Maybe it was because he had a green shirt on, well, not because he was gay. What is what, what difference does it make? Is it going to stop people from doing it? No. But singling someone out and and because of their causing motives? them harm because of because just because you don't agree with their lifestyle is a ridiculous. Oh, it. I think it's stupid. My po- my point is that that why is that different than me beating you up because I don't like the fact that you wear Converse? You know, I'm still beating you up. Like, isn't that the act that should be whatever? You know. Yes, yes, but but you're singling someone out. You're making a difference be- because of their motive. It's a different maybe. crime because of the motive. I don't know. May, I mean, maybe this is look. This has been argued for decades. Oh, I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I, there's something about this that doesn't hit me right. The, the mm-hmm. idea that like somebody could force me to, you know, let's say I was a painter or a poet, 
you have to write the vows for those people. Right. It's like, well, I don't want to write the vows for those people. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think the problem is that in the definition of public accommodation, that's one of the things apparently the people in the, the photographers said that if that it would be compelled speech, Hmm. Uh, f- to force them to, I, I mean, to do the job they didn't want to do. If if you're forcing them, like let's say that like you know you're going to shoot our wedding whether you want to or not. Right. I mean, the the photographer is not going to put their all into it. No, I think you don't so, want that. You don't want that woman shooting your wedding either way if she doesn't believe it. Right. So you know what? You found somebody else. Then to your point earlier, why did you go bring the suit? You know, so there's some, you know, arguably bigoted photographer who doesn't want to shoot your thing. Well, that's her loss. You know, she didn't say, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like I, it's I, a it, weird thing. I think it 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 takes away from. The otherwise beautiful nature of the event for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Instead of instead of celebrating the beginning of our lives as a couple we're in court. We're in court. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, I mean, maybe, the, I mean, I don't know. I guess I they can I, make the political, like, I'm just surprised that the, the New Mexico, I, you know, this, this was originally linked with a thing about the whole Arizona, uh, right. You know, religious gay band thing, which, which is absurd. And yes, of course you can't not serve somebody lunch because they're gay. Like that's absurd. You know, like as, as somebody said, we, we've been through this 60 years ago. Like we've already the world, the rest of the country has had this conversation and they show a picture right. of like the guys at the Woolworths counter, you know. Um, but I feel like this is somehow different. I don't know why I feel like it's different. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it is. I question motive on both sides. Number yeah, one. Sure. Um, I, I don't like as you're, as you've said, uh, labeling the business, a public accommodation, that seems kind of odd to me as well. Yeah. I don't know. This is a, a strange case. I mean, I've got, I, I, I'm sure P. I don't know. Preston could give us a better, a better, I'm going to, you know what? I, I have a lot of, uh, friends in the gay community. I'd like to reach out to some and see what they think about yeah. this and see how this is perceived. Um, because I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a horse in the race. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dumbfounded on both sides. Yeah. Um, but it seems like the energy that this couple put into litigation could be better spent on, you know, going on a honeymoon and, and getting on with your life. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Although they got their money back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, anyway, I, I, just, I just, the question I'm still dumbfounded that, that people can't marry whoever they want to anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, that's, I'm still dumbfounded by the fact that you have to get married in order to get all those benefits, but that's no, just that's my another, own. That's another story. So, you know, for this t- is, this is very strange. I, I wonder what, I don't know. I wonder what the backlash has been with this, uh, this photographer and, and, uh, Ah, this is a very strange issue. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Though. Yeah. I mean, I, look, the, the, the gay thing, I don't, I don't care about her thoughts. I don't, you know, like whatever, like, but taking it out of that, the idea that, that, that an artist could be legally t- sued because they don't take a certain job is just a weird thing to me. It is strange, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, is, I don't know how that, add, that doesn't add up for me somehow. 
Anyway, we'll put in the show notes the link to this the whole article about it. And if you guys have any thoughts, uh, email us or write in the group. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is our email address? Podcast, oh, at, podcast on at ontakingpictures.com. <laughs> For some wow. reason, I just spaced out about that. Really? Yeah. What, what is this that we're doing? What episode are we in? <laughs> yeah. Uh, By the way, in the group, I think we're at like 970-something. 973, I wanted to say. Okay, so I, how many we have left? Four episodes, so we got to get like eight a week. That's right. Get on it, people. Yeah, Tell your friends. To um, Tell your friends. Anyway, what's next? Well, it, this kind of dovetails nicely into the, the the what makes a good photograph, and and could could they not have considered that a challenge for their own aesthetic principles? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't personally subscribe to what you, what you were doing, but I'm going to do my very best and see what I come up with. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean, I, this is just very strange. Like why you, first of all, why wouldn't you shoot somebody's photograph because of their orientation? That I don't understand. Yeah. What do you care? Take the picture. Yeah. See, no, see, I, see, strange. I don't know if I go on that because, you know, yeah, orientation is one thing, but like there's all kinds of things that you could disagree with the person on. Sure. I mean, and, and then where do you draw the line? I'm not going to, oh, two Republicans are getting married. I'm not going to do that. Or two Democrats. Oh, I'm wait. a, I'm a socialist. I'm a this. I'm okay, a, well, would that be wrong? I don't think it has any bearing on making a good photograph. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, the, the marriage thing is. Is, yes, is 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 an example, but you know a lot of people have like very religious feelings about that stuff too. So sure, you know, it's but, not just you know. Think about photojournalism. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're not there to choose Comment a side. Sure, but you're, cho- you're there to do a job, right? But journalists are there. No, they're trying to get a story, right? They're not just trying to do a job. They're trying to show perspective. Sure. And, and if 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 to take that case, if the lesbian couple wanted this woman to come give the perspective of somebody who's anti-gay marriage at our marriage ceremony. Right. That right. Uh, might, you might get some interesting photos out of that, but I don't think that's what they were looking for. Right. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's just such a, we are, we are so draconian on so many levels still. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... and when, and we sort of still beat this, you know, land of the free drum and yeah. it just, it's odd to me anyway. Uh, you know, you, you put this link in the show notes, I think it was last week and we didn't get around to it uh, right on, on not answering the question. What makes a good photograph? And it said, uh, this is a question that resounds throughout the history of photography. When Robert Frank first published the Americans, one of the touchstones of modern photography, it was greeted with dismay and der- derision by many critics, including the photographer and editor of aperture magazine, minor white who, uh, who damned it as quote, utterly misleading, a degradation of a nation End quote. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how Eggleston stuff was exhibited and critics were appalled for a number of different reasons and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but it kind of – it this is sort of part of our question that we've we've discussed before, which is, you know, uh, is it the photograph or somebody's explanation of that photograph that is interesting? Right. Is it, is it, is it the image itself taken completely on its own merits yep. or is it the context? Yeah. Either either the process with which the image was made or the place and time at which – the context that you're right mm-hmm. in which it was made. There, the, the pull quote for me 
was this question, this, this rhetorical question the guy asks, which is, is the work good because the thought process process behind it is interesting or the actual images, you know, is, 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 is it the idea that's interesting or the image is interesting? Uh, and, and are those two things mutually exclusive? Well, we, I mean, we've talked about several examples of this. Yeah. Uh, most recently, probably the, the, the portraits from Sundance, the wet plate portraits. Yep. You know, th- those got a lot of juice because they were wet plate. And because it was the last public photograph of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Well, yeah, after, after the fact. Yeah. But at the time when they were going around, sure. you know, it, it, was, it was the process that got the juice. Yep. Um, you know, seeing uh, some of, uh, I, I love Sally Mann. I think she's an amazing photographer, but I think some of her photographs, uh, particularly the landscapes, are made more interesting because of how they were shot versus what's actually in the photograph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you can, you can point to several examples of that where, where it's the post-processing or it's, it's the method, the subject matter taken on its own merit is just sort of meh. Yeah. But when you layer this stuff on top of it or what you were trying to go for, whether you, whether or not you're backing into a story <laughs> to sort of make your case or not, it's it's a very interesting question. Yeah, and this this article does a good job of sort of talking about, um, you know, the question in this context. The question is, you know, what is a good photograph, and how do we decide? Is an interesting one. We take for granted that we can apply it to Kiplick's work using tried and tested criteria: composition, lighting, capturing of a decisive or illuminating moment, the recording of a time or place, and an often striking or suggestive single image or a, or a series of images. But how does that apply to, in this guy's example, uh, Mishka Henner's appropriation of Google Street View images of sex workers, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I've always kind of felt that that was sort of BS, you know, that that was my thing. You know, I, I, I don't see that as actually, I don't see that as being a photographer. You could argue that that is art, but then art is all in the selection process. I think yeah, it's art. It's art by curation yeah. in that case. And you know, I was at MoMA. I think it was when I was there with Jason. Anyway, we went and saw there. There was a room. I, did I bring this up before the whole slideshow thing? I don't remember. Okay, the guy basically put an ad in a newspaper in Eastern Europe. Said if you have unprocessed film, send it to me. I'll process it and send oh, it back to yes. you as long as I can use the pictures. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know. And then he chose like fifty of them, and he's like, "This is art." And it's like, you didn't take those pictures. All you did was gather a whole bunch of pictures and grab some that looked right. interesting. Like that's to me, that's not art. That's like, I don't know there. It's like, that's not enough. That's not enough of you in there. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm having again, a hard way of, I'm having a really hard time putting it into words, but you understand the the kind of idea I'm trying to get across, whether right. you disagree it's, with it or not. I just, it's yeah. It's like, you're not invested enough, you know? Um, so you 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 are of the opinion there should be more to art than simply curation or editing. Yes. Okay. I mean, however, you could back up and say all I'm doing when I have a camera in my hands is curating or editing reality and choosing when to press the button. But but you could go all the way to the other end and say have people point to stuff and say I like that that and that. I'm an artist. You know, and it's like, well, okay, there's more, there's more to it than that. It's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a spectrum, but. Ah. Well, and this is, this has been argued for 
you know, time in memoriam. Yeah. 150 (laughs) years. You know, what is it? Is it sharpness that makes a good photograph? Is it, is it accurate color rendition? Is it, you know, composition? Is it lighting? All of these things. And I, I think it's one of the beauties of photography is that they're like painting. There are no rules per se. I mean, yes, there, there are guidelines that you, that you can adhere to and maybe they make a better photograph aesthetically. Maybe they make something more pleasing to the eye, but at the end of the day, either the image strikes a chord with you or it doesn't. Yeah. But like, for example, that Google guy with the, with the street view images, are those his images? Should those have his name on them because he happened to search through Google Street View and take a screen grab? You know? Well, all your no, because in in that sense, I think you're you are taking a screen grab of an image that was taken by something or someone else. Yes. And it gets you back to you're just editing. Right. You know, it's it's uh in, in the same way as as if I watch uh Apocalypse Now or Blade Runner, and I pull uh, a single frame. You can't say that that's art. Your art. It's not my art. Right, right. It, it might be Coppola's art or Ridley Scott's art. Yeah. But I don't see how I can say just just by merely selecting but, it's, but, it's my art. But Rauschenberg taking an eagle and, and gluing it to a, a canvas, that is art? Well, it was more than you're talking about Canyon and it was more than just taking an Eagle and gluing it. it I know. Was, I, I understand. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying it on purpose to, to, to make if, a point. If he, you know, took someone else's in that, in that example, if he took someone else's piece yeah. combine, whatever, and put a frame on it and said, this is, you know, I've framed it, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I've, I've encapsulated the art. Well, then that, then that's maybe a stretch. Yeah. Speaking but of which, was, we got to get you out here so you can see that thing in purpose in person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I watched a little thing on that on what's going on there, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I err on the side of 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 what you're saying in that there needs to be the hand of 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 the artist in there somewhere. Yeah. Um. And and is capturing a moment in time art? I think it is. You know, is, 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 uh, you know, Steve McCurry finding an interesting backdrop and, and waiting for action to take place art. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. In the same way that, that Ansel Adams framed a shot and would wait for hours for the right light. Yeah. There's still, there's still, uh, either an intellectual or an emotive process at work behind the scenes deciding, yes, that's what I want to say at this particular moment. That's what I want to say, or that's what I want to show, or that's what I want to capture. Yeah. You know, I had a funny thing happen. This is sort of off topic, but I wanted to get you on the way to the forum. So yes, kind of, um, (laughs) I had, I had a, I had a editorial shoot on Friday and it was with, um, some, you know, um, you know, top lawyer at a fortune 500 company. It was for some magazine business magazine. And, you know, I went in and, and, and the off, it was raining outside. So I couldn't shoot outside. I go in the offices and the offices are imagine a 1980s law office, right? You know, like a beige okay. carpeting, you know what beige I mean? Like carpeting chrome and vinyl chairs, yeah, like that kind of thing. Right. Okay. 
but hasn't been updated in 30 years. Okay. Almost entirely empty. The floor, the entire floor could fit a hundred people. It has 15 people on it. Mm. Okay. Cause they're like moving the headquarters to like a different state or something like that to save money. And, uh, the conference rooms are, are look like your grandmother's dining room. They have, uh, 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 built-in China cabinets in the walls, dark walnut wood. Okay. With actual China in the China cabinets in a really, yeah, it was weird. Huh. Right. So, you know, I had to take portraits of this for this magazine. It's like, okay, well these offices are not going to do and that the conference room is not going to do. And I can't shoot outside. So I was like, okay, I just need to find a nice bare wall and do some really uh, basic background, you know, like, like clean background, make it interesting lighting positions, that kind of stuff. Do, do you bring uh, either canvas or paper with you on things like this? Um, if I know that I'm going to need it, sometimes I do. This time I did not. Because mm-hmm. typically you can find a wall somewhere to work with. You know, you, okay. you could find something as a background. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes there will be, uh, what is it, what's it called when they have the, like halfway up the wall or like three feet up, they have the, like the, the piece of, um, molding Wayne's coating. There you go. Is that what it's called? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes it'll have that, but actually or I, a chair rail sometimes. Yeah, there you chair go. Chair rail. rail. So you don't bang into the wall. So I, 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 I a couple of the rooms had that, but this one conference room didn't, I pushed stuff out of the way enough and I set up a couple of lights and the guy came in and, and we had a good talk uh, while shooting and, and I got out of him what I think I could have gotten out of him in 30 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these guys, they don't want to do what you ask because they, uh, I don't know. It's like almost like they don't trust you, even though they should trust you. It's like, no, turn your head a little more this way. And they turn it like a scooch that way and they won't go anymore. You know, and it's like. Okay, trust me. Turn your head a little more, and I will get a do much you, better. Do picture. you shoot uh, tethered to an iPad or anything like that, so you can show them? Go look. We're trying to get a little further. Here's, no. here's what you're looking like. I need you to go a little more this way. No, and I I, I tend not to show people pictures uh, hmm. during the shoot. I mean, if they're if they're if they're looking great in camera, then yes, you know, like because if if I feel like they're feeling self conscious and it looks really super in camera. I'll show, see how look, good it looks. And sometimes that loosens them up, but I don't let them like look through pictures or anything like that. I don't have time. I got 25 minutes. Like there's no show and tell, you know? Um, plus it's just a game you play. <laughs> well, you know what? That's actually <laughs> not too far from, because in, in some ways it, it mm, there, there is a certain level of game where it's like, I don't want them to think about worse that we're really taking pictures. You know, I want them to get lost in, the fact that we're discussing whatever it is. And that's when I get the good stuff I get. And if you keep showing them pictures, then it feels like sometimes it feels like sort of like a glamor shots thing. And it's like, I'm not here to do fashion photos of this guy. You know, I'm trying to take a nice portrait. Anyway, long story short, I, I, I took these pictures and they were fine. And you know, my time was up and, and he left and he seemed to have a good time, but I come home and I'm looking at him and, and while they're, they're good, they're fine. I wasn't like as excited about them as I wanted to be. And I actually, I could have sent them to the art director on Friday, but I procrastinated sending them. 
Because you don't, you're, what are, you, are you trying to stave off what the art director has to say? Yeah, or? like I was worried that he was not going to like them. And, you know, that basically I was worried that he was going to give my homework a, a not a good grade. You know what I mean? So right. That's kind of right. how it feels sometimes, you know. Um, and it's funny because, like, nothing's going to change between Friday at noon when I leave the, the place and Monday morning. The pictures are the pictures, you know. right. It's not like uh, there's more time for me to work on it. It's like, you know, there, uh, yes, I could do, there's stuff I could do to them when he chooses whichever one, but I'm not going to spend time retouching all of them, you know? And to the point, they're, they're fine pictures. You know, I'm just being obsessive. Have you ever had that thing where like you procrastinated giving a client something because you somehow weren't happy with it? Say that, wait, say that again. Have you I ever want to make sure I understand the procrastinated the giving something to a client? Because you weren't satisfied with it yet. No. You've never done that. Okay. No. You've just. I, I tend to work very collaboratively. So you want to send it over and see what they think and then come back and do it again and do it again. Yes. I, I, I make sure that the client is involved very early on. Here, here's something that I have learned about working with clients is if, if a client is involved from the, from the very beginning, mm-hmm. even if the project doesn't turn out exactly the way you thought it would. There is an enjoyment of the process on the part of the client. They feel like they were along for the ride and they've got more invested in it. So it wasn't two things. It, it, it takes all of the burden off of you because you're sharing. Right. The, the process along the way you're sharing creativity, you're sharing ideas, you're sharing insights, you're sharing feedback and I find that I would rather, I would rather gently nudge or steer a client in, in one direction or another than to show up, take the brief, go back to my computer or, right. you know, work table or whatever, however I'm building something and then come back three weeks later and go, here you go. Well, I guess I guess it's a slightly different thing in that design is by definition an iterative process. Mm-hmm. Where I guess what I'm doing isn't really iterative. I took the pictures. It's not like I can take the pictures again. You know what I mean? No, but that's that's kind of that's why I brought up. Do you, do you shoot tethered or at at some point say, look, you know, here here's where we're going, and here's I, I need you to go a little further. Yeah, but see, to the, the, old- the client's not the guy. The client is a magazine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the okay. subject is, is irrelevant in this other than, you know what I mean? In the sense that the subject is irrelevant. Well, the subject is irrelevant. You better back up sport. <laughs> the subject is irrelevant in, in as far as who says whether the pictures are good or not, you know, like he's, okay. you know, the, 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 they're, they're not part of the game here, you know? Um, anyway, the, the long story short is that uh, yesterday I morning, I sent them off to the, the art director and he wrote me back like 10 minutes later. It's like, oh, they're great. Like, I love the options. Like, love the they're like fantastic light, blah, blah, blah. He loved them. But it's just funny, the games you play in your own head. You know, that somehow I thought that, like, <laughs> I do this sometimes where I find myself procrastinating because I don't want to know the answer. You know, it's like mm-hmm. what I used to do, um, like, when I, before I started going to the dentist, you know, as religiously. Um, it's like, I don't want to go to the dentist cause I don't want to find out that I have a cavity, even though not going to the dentist is going to make any cavity I do have worse. 
Yes. You know, it's like this weird. Yes. The cavity will evolve into a root canal. Right. So it's this, it's this weird avoidance thing that I do sometimes that I have to really stop myself from doing because almost invariably, whatever it is that I fear, the worst that I fear is not what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you're working on a contract with somebody and, and you're going back and forth and stuff. And you're like, Oh, I don't really like this draft. Uh, if I say something, maybe they'll walk away or, you know, like there's all these kinds of fears and stuff, but almost this almost never happens. But, but it's, 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 I always assume the worst in interactions with people. That's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then again, it's, you know, it's also very normal. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's something that I've, I've been thinking about a lot because I mean, it, it, it affects artistic stuff too, you know? Um, absolutely. You know, like I, I, I took some portraits of some people a few weeks ago, some personal stuff they needed, uh, like an author woman and, and I'm still waiting for her to get back to me of like which one she likes, you know? And, and it's like, okay, well she's being indecisive. Now the, the pictures are good and they're fine and they're at the level of my work. And that's the level that she is hiring me for. Cause she's seen other work that I've done. So if, if, if there's any weird things going on with the pictures, it's probably just her being self-conscious, not really any problems with my work per se. Um, why wouldn't it be? Maybe, maybe oh, you could, just missed the mark. Yeah, it, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying that like, I would assume that I missed the mark, but more likely than not, it's just her being indecisive, you know? Hmm. See, okay. I would, assu- I would assume what you just said, which is that, oh, she hates all the pictures. She hates all the pictures. I suck. You know? That's, that's, that's the part of me that I have to be very careful not to let get too much power. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I, it's just, it's, it's been kind of playing with me all weekend long. And then, but then, you know, of course I get the thing back from the guy and he likes him. So it's, it gets diffused by the, no, you're you're good at this after all. Like, what are you second guessing yourself constantly for? Um, well, I, I think when you, it's, it's like anything else when you, when you embrace mastery and that there is nothing left to learn, that's typically when the universe puts a stick in your spokes and decides to teach you something. Okay. And being conscious of, of existentially how little you know right. keeps you moving forward. So wait, how how are you saying that applies in this case? Well, because because you always second guess. I mean, you're you're interesting because you 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 have a lot of confidence in your ability. Yeah. But it's backed up with this with this need for adulation, approval. Sure. And you second guessing yourself. Yep. And those two things are 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 constantly at battle. Right. I'm either great or useless in my own mind. Yes. Yep. Yes. So you're constantly fighting with this thing and it's it's interesting to to watch because you you dip into moments of both. Yep. So it's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's believe me, I think about this myself. <laughs> uh <laughs> No, I know. I mean, I, I'm not even. I'm not kidding. Well, you know what it is. Look, you you have to have a certain level of confidence that you can get the job done, and that you're that you're that you're competent at what you do, 
right? Yes. Which I think I'm competent at what I do. Um, but there's always, and, and, and maybe... Which, which, if you believe Stephen King, is why you'll never be great. That, that, that I think that I am halfway decent at what I do, that's a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. But, but in, in I always that, have to think that I'm no, no, no. In, in his book uh, on writing, right. he, he asserts that competent writers will never be great writers. So I'm saying that if you, if you believe you're a competent photographer or if you are, in fact, a competent photographer, you, uh, according to his right. belief, you will never be a great photographer. Yeah. I, well, see, I think he's meaning it in a different way than I'm meaning it. Right. I think I'm saying that I think my work is almost always at a certain level. And then, you know what I mean? Like my mm-hmm. minimum is, is pretty good. And that, you know, whether or not it goes up from there is depends on the day and the shoot and, you know, all the other variables that are involved. Um, right. Do you know going into a shoot, this will not end well? Uh, sometimes you have a feeling. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, sometimes like when, you know, you walk into this place and you're like, wow, I'm supposed to shoot an environmental portrait. And there's no environment for me to shoot in that's going to look like anything, you know, then, you know, and so then, and you don't have a lot of time to, it's not like I have two hours and I can set up four different setups and you know what I mean? Like I, I have, I have time limits, you know, nor are you able to, you don't pre you're typically, you don't pre scout locations, right? When you, when you no, not for this, you're you're there for one, one meeting and one meeting only. Yeah. Yeah. For this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, the editorial stuff is, does not pay well enough for me to spend three days, you know, thinking about it and whatever it is. Um, and again, the pictures were fine. And I, sometimes you go in and if you've had a weird thing setting up the shoot, you know, if 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 the assistant of the person says, you know, Mr. Jones is is in a bad mood today or, you know what I mean? Or or, um, oh, he really doesn't like getting his picture taken or, you know, those kinds of things. It's like, OK, well. I'm going to have to treat this person a little differently. And and sometimes, and sometimes there is a level of, it's funny. Sometimes there's a level of arrogance, especially with like the powerful people stuff where they think that you're better than you. And you're just like this hired help and like, Oh, you know, yeah, you cleaned up my, my children's room and you take my picture, you know, that there's that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but usually that that's, that's just a a veil. That's a mask for them being self-conscious. You know, I'm rich and powerful. And so therefore I'm running the show, but really it's just cause they're terrified of getting their picture taken. So they're trying to use control to, to pull it back. Uh, and you can, usually you can diffuse those people, but then there's people who, you know, come in and they're, they're genuinely, uh, trying to be helpful. You know, like, what do you need me to do? Like, you know, you do this, this is what, this is, this is what you're good at. Tell me what to do. And those people mm-hmm. are the best. Cause then, mm-hmm. then they just like phew, smooth sailing, you know? Right. Right. Um, anyway, I just it's uh, it's 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 just interesting to me how your own perception of your work is often not uh, uh, in line with your client's perception of your work. Yes. For good or for bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in 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 <laughs> that that is absolutely true in the design game as well. Yeah. You know, you know, there are little things that clients will insist on and you're like, really? Yeah. Okay. Or, 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 or they, they're expecting three, you do two really good ones and you do a third throwaway and that's the one they choose. Yeah. Yeah. I that has that. happened many times over the that. years. 
You, you know, you, you angst on something, building comps or whatever, and then you, you have to, you promised three or you agreed on three or whatever, or yeah. five or whatever it is. And yeah. you, yeah, those last, the last two or the, you know, that oh, always really used like to happen one. to me. Yeah. It drove yeah. me crazy. Anyway. So, well, okay. So let's, let's talk about this video. Cause I watched this the other day too. I've watched this probably a dozen times now. I'm just fascinated by the man's voice. Uh, the, okay. The voice is good. Uh, <laughs> a guy named Mickey Smith yep. and, uh, Mickey is a surf photographer, yep. uh, in Wales. Yeah. Makes $10 and, million dollars uh, a year. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, this is one of those, why do I do this? Why do I bother videos? So if you are in a slump and, and wondering what it all means and why you should move forward, this is this is what you need to watch. This is called Dark Side of the Lens. And yes, there's some beautiful slow-mo footage in the water and 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 footage of surfing and footage of surfers and 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 that's all great, but it's it's the voiceover that propels this piece. Yeah. It's the voiceover that that to our earlier discussion, gives the images meaning. And in this particular case, the meaning is, is, is fantastic. Um, we talk a lot about why we do this. Why bother making pictures? Why bother making art? Why bother pursuing anything other than math, science, physics, you know, the important things, quote unquote. And uh, towards the end of this piece, Mickey says, if I only scrape a living, at least it's a living worth scraping. If there's no future in it, at least the present is worth remembering. And like I said, I've watched this probably a dozen times. And this kind of hits me where I live. Well, I, I agree, and I, th- I thought it was very good. But there are other times when you take a very different tact on all of that and say, well, if he's not making a living at it, then he should change what he's doing. Maybe change – well, maybe change what you're doing for a living if you've got to pay the bills. Okay. I don't mean – But assuming don't he's ever, scraping by, then all is well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, I scrape by. Right. You know, I don't make a lot of money at all. But I make enough to keep doing what I love every day. Right. And that's the important part. That's the important part. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's been my motto for years, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I, you know, I've made more money than I make now, but I wasn't really any happier. Think, certain things were easier, but that was about it. Sure. And, if, you know, if the, we've got several people on the, uh, in the community – that are in a period of reinvention. Yep. They are going through a period of, they've been listening to too much on taking pictures. That's right. (laughs) Uh, They're going through periods of charting a new course. And it's a terrifying time, but it's also an exciting time. Um, And if you are in the position to pursue that which excites you, elates you, 
I, I, I think that's, that's the goal. That's what you do. You're here, you're here to experience, you know, do, and, do, and do you think that the, the hard part is trying to figure it out? What excites you? Yes. And once you figure that out, you have some sort of obligation to follow it. I don't think there's an obligation because everybody approaches these things in a, in a, in a different way. But I, I think if you are, if you are able to bring something to the world, especially if it's something beautiful or something thought provoking or something interesting and, and, and you have this sort of gift to be able to do it. Um, there, the, speaking from experience, there's, there's miles of regret on the road less traveled. Hmm. There are so many things that I, that I didn't do and that I now wish that I had done. You know, or there, there are so many things that I, I didn't, I don't want to say so many. There are a few, but they, they, they resonate very deeply with me that I, that I either gave up too early or I didn't put 110% into or, or I just chose not to do for whatever reason. Interesting. So your regrets in life are, are big regrets. Sort of uh, milestone type of things. Like, like uh, a, big, a big fork in the road and you made one choice and you think you should have gone the other choice. There are two that stand out okay. on, a, on a professional level, I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, and there's one that stands out on a personal level. Yeah. It's funny. Most of my big regrets, most of my regrets are really, really small things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, getting asked to the prom by somebody and saying no, because I was embarrassed of going with them, that kind of thing. Right. Like they're, they're, I mean, they're minor things like that. I, I go back and forth because if you, you know, it gets us back to this sort of butterfly effect. If, if yeah. I changed, if I could go back and change anything and I did, would I be sitting here right now in this place doing these things that I am finding a lot of joy and a lot of angst, yeah. but a lot of joy in doing upsetting Probably thousands not. of people. no you're you're right you know and i think this getting back to this 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 film this dark side of the lens you know this this is a guy who has been cut bruised broken you know broken backs broken shoulders broken legs he's at the bottom of the ocean you know all in the name of love yeah the love for what he's doing, the joy that he experiences when he jumps into that icy water. Yeah. And it's, it kind of gets me, things like this get me back to, what are you complaining about, you miserable prick? Sure. You don't come home tired, sore, beaten, broken. Yeah. You are charmed, and yet you still find reasons not to move forward. Yep. What are you doing? Because eventually, I believe that if I ignore these things too long, that they will go away and that they will be given to someone else who will use them. I believe that the universe is tolerant to a point. Hmm. It's interesting. You are ignoring the gifts 
that is sort of the 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 I have, yeah. Okay. I think I'm yeah. trying to dig in in the last, you know, little while, but I think, yeah, for a long time, I think I did. I think I, I coasted yeah. uh, because I was in the position to be able to coast. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was in the position quite literally to do nothing. Right. And still have enough resources to cover my life. Right. And when you when you make that realization that you know and i've made sort of s- slight realizations over the years that oh you should really do this you should really do this but i always talk myself out of it um but i think i think recently it has been taken to a different level of this is your shot this is the only shot you get that you know of yeah. And if you squander this, you have no one to blame but yourself. So don't squander it. Well, that's that's the goal, right? That's the that's that's where the work comes in. And that's it's kind of getting us back to to editing the art and figuring out what direction to go in. I've talked a lot about being being lost and misguided and charting a new course and I I feel like there are at least some sketchings of of courses. There are at least there are at least some some pencil marks on the otherwise blank sheet of paper. You know. Yep. Sure. And and when I see things like this film, they they make me remember the roads that I left barren. They make me remember the choices that I didn't make. And they allow me to look forward with excitement. Do you think that you need to get a hit of inspiration to move forward in the sense that eventually watching this film won't propel you any further and you'll, you'll get forward, you'll get forward and then you'll need something else to get you the next leg. Yes. And I, you you seem very driven by inspiration. Yes. Yes. Whatever that is right. and process and all that kind of thing. Right. But I, I also work at it. I write every day. Right. You know, I, I've been painting again. I've been, you know, trying to read more about things other than photography and art and process. There's, other, know, it's, there's other things? There, there are a few. Um, I, I have been guilty of, of creative myopia and... You know, this, this goes back to one of the first shows that we did when we talked about Jay Maisel saying, you know, you want to be a more interesting photographer, become a more interesting person. Right. You know, don't just read photo magazines. Don't just worry about who's shooting what. Go look at art. Yeah. Go look at dance. Go look at sculpture. Go to the theater. Go to the opera. Get your brain moving in, in, in multitudes of directions instead of just the one. But then again, I could be wrong. Who knows? They're all tough. They're all tough questions. Well, I think, you know, I think it's everything in moderation, right? You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of all of that stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that I can go read poetry all day long and then come up and pick up a camera once a month and take one picture and it's going to be genius. You know what I mean? No. So there's, 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 but a poem could inspire a photograph or a series or, but I think that, I think it's, it's more about, just being a well-rounded person 
And that goes to relationships that goes to knowledge that goes to, you know, the kinds of things you ingest, you know, uh, that goes to getting some exercise. Like, I think that, 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 that being two dimensional in, in your, in your drive and your vision ends up being, um, the stuff you make ends up being two dimensional, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. So thank, thank you for By the indulging. Way, whoever it was on the group that said that we're to blame if, if his new photo career uh, d- d- doesn't work out well. Yeah. Who yeah. was that? Was it, was, it, was it Terry? It may have been. He said, he said we'll, we'll get the blame if it goes well and we'll get the blame if it doesn't go well. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd like the blame if it goes well. I'd like Jeffrey <laughs> to have the blame if it doesn't go well. Great. Just Thanks. for the record. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> hey, uh, we should talk about our sponsor. We should talk about our sponsor. Uh, we love Squarespace. You know, speaking of which, speaking of Squarespace, before we get started on this, uh, you know, people, a number of people send in, you know, send in their Squarespace sites, including uh, uh, Serena, who wrote in about the scrapbookers. Yes. Uh, uh, SerendipityArtJournaling.com uh, on, on the Squarespace. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we like that these people are, 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 are using the Squarespace. It's, it's, I don't know. It's good, good place. Anyway, Squarespace. Wait, is this another new theme? Another new template? What do you got? Bedford? Uh, Bedford's an old one, I think. Is it? There are only three examples of customers oh, using it. Well, send me a link. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. Uh, for a free trial and 10% off, Go to squarespace.com and use the offer code. Come on, Jeffrey, get it right this time. Better, not more. There you go. All one word. (laughs) Squarespace is constantly (laughs) updating their platform with new features, new designs, more support. They have beautiful templates for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust so you can really create your own space online. Uh, Everything's drag and drop, so it's easy to add content to your desktop uh, from your desktop and then rearrange elements uh, of content within a page you just drag and drop them. Uh, in fact, uh, they keep adding new features. So like, uh, for example, in Wexley, the, the theme that I'm using for my portfolios now has, uh, titles when you roll over the images, for example, uh, Squarespace makes sure that your site automatically looks great on any device because, uh, with a Squarespace website, each one has its own unique mobile design. You can connect Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, and many other web and social services. And Squarespace also has an e-commerce platform. So if you want to set up a shop and sell things, you can do that in just a few minutes. It's simple, easy, incredibly easy to use. Uh, But if you need some help, 70 Squarespace employees are on the customer care team based in New York City. Uh, And uh, while they're available for live chat during the week, and they have super fast email support throughout the day and night, uh, they're really good about that too. I've, I've... I've had to do some support calls every once in a while and, or, you know, support chats and emails and they're fast, even on Twitter too. If you, I think it's Squarespace support at Squarespace support. Uh, but here we go. Listen up Squarespace fanatics. If you're a designer, uh, if you are an engineer, if you want to join the Squarespace team, they're looking to hire 30 engineers and designers by March 15th. So that means you're invited. How, how much do you have to be growing to add 30 people at a time? They're huge. I think they must have gotten some funding or something because they're out of control right now. Yeah. Uh, this means they're inviting potential candidates. That's you, Jeffrey. 
and their spouses to New York for a weekend. You can come hang out with me for a weekend. Uh, completely on them. Uh, so if you want to hang out with little Ryan and gaze upon his long, luxurious locks in real life, <laughs> let me tell you, I have and they are. Uh, <laughs> then check out beapartofit.squarespace.com to, to learn more, and you can do that. And as I said earlier, go try Squarespace for free. You don't need a credit card. If you decide to purchase, just, it starts at just $8 a month, includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. Uh, so you get 10% off and support on taking pictures by using the offer code. Better, not more. Uh, See, that sounds so much better than better, not more. Right. So thank you to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and not taking pictures. And uh, they're a good, good company. So go go build a website. Uh, better, not more. Better, not more. Better, not more. <laughs> better, not more. Are you standing in front of a mirror right now doing that? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> Better, it's, not it's a hand more. Mirror, but, but yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. It is. Uh, all right, what else we got? We got we got some uh, fun stuff to to what do you, down you, the home what, stretch here. Down the home stretch. Self portraits. Yeah, you see these? I, they're 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 very funny. Some of them are really good. Uh, some of them I really like, and some of them are like. I actually make that sound when I look at them. I go. I would imagine that you do. Uh, I, yeah, I really like a lot of these. Um, it's, you know, it, it's funny. Many photographers, uh, are not comfortable in front of the camera, but I love the Helmut Newton one. Okay. As much as I love Helmut Newton's work and stuff, I only ever see him like in a trench coat with his head down in the camera (laughs) and he looks creepy as hell. Yeah. It and looks like, I, you know I, I got his, underneath this trench coat lady. <laughs> yeah. I love that his wife's just kind of off camera too. Yeah. You yeah, know, just yeah. kind of sitting there just going, what are you doing? I mean, it's All a, right, it's a great photograph. It's just, it's just really funny to me that like, he's always like creepy, like hunched over, like in a trench coat, you know? Uh, um, or, or, uh, wearing like the high waisted shorts and no shirt. Yeah. There are a couple of those yeah. floating around. I don't want to see that. <laughs> uh, I, I will tell you though, I think my favorite of all of them, uh, is, is, is the classic is the, um, well, first of all, Sally Mann looked hot when she was younger. See that one of Sally Mann number 15. Yes. Beautiful lady. Anyway, not that she isn't now, but she was especially hot back then. Apparently, uh, my, my favorite is still the Ilsa Bing, you know, the one with the Leica and the mirror. So you get the port, you get the profile uh, and the straight on shot. In oh, one okay. shot yeah, yeah. Number yeah. 19. I've always loved that picture. I like the Danny Lyon one. Which one's that? Um, number? Number, hold on, I just skipped past it. Uh, number nine. Okay. Number nine. Number nine? Number nine. Where we see this sort of foreground element of him, but it's, yep. it's just in kind of the bathroom yeah. mirror. I really like that it's shot It's funny, a lot. actually, that, that kind of thing where it's like uh, out of focus, front element, and then you see the person in the mirror uh, is going to be part of a picture I've been planning on taking for a couple months that I'm trying to organize. So it's, it's interesting that, yeah, I like that too. Um, it's interesting how people see themselves like number 12, Alex sauce mm-hmm. one. It's interesting. Cause it's like, okay, well, first of all, how, what is that? How did he do that? Is it a print that he shot or is it? Yeah. It took a poster size print out to a gun range and shot at it with a 45. <laughs> he calls it an unselfie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, pretty artsy stuff right there. 
like this. I, I, you know, I like the, I like the, um, we're going to put the link in the show notes. It, it was on uh, the New Yorker. My sister actually sent this to me, but I, I do like the, uh, people taking these self portraits with the big camera. In fact, I think I'm going to take one. I'm going to use one of my last sheets of Polaroid 55 to take a picture of myself. I like this Lee Friedlander one too. Number 18. Yeah. In the, in the car, in the pickup yeah. truck. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a nice one. Anyway, good stuff. Interesting. Uh, how people see themselves. I like the, uh, the Erwin Blumenfeld, the number 22. <laughs> I'm looking at that right now. It's pretty funny. It's just, it's what's funny about it is, well, first of all, look, he's, his kid is in the front corner too. So assuming right. it's him and his, him nude, his wife in the background, but he's covering like, you know, his private parts his of his camera. <clears throat> yeah. Kids in the front, but this is 1932. That's pretty risque for 1932. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, what, what, oh, this I listen to this. Go ahead. Yeah. Are, are more eccentric artists perceived as better artists? You think that's true? Uh, I think people like Lady Gaga would like that to be true. Right. But I don't, I don't always think it's true. In fact, I don't even often think that it's true. I think that, 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 um, the eccentricities of the person can often overshadow the art. Yes. Which I think is the case with Lady Gaga, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, th- I, mean, I think, it, I think it, she's a catchy pop songwriter, but I could do without the costumes and the pageantry. It's, it's very strange. Uh, but you know, it, like I included this, this photo of Salvador Dali walking his pet anteater. Yeah. But somehow I feel like Salvador Dali was actually that weird. Where Probably. I don't believe that Lady Gaga is actually that weird. Okay, so so is 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 authenticity is, is 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 a measure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about Rauschenberg, we've talked about Pollock. These are jeans and t-shirt guys. Yeah, yeah. I I, I tend to go that way. I tend to like the understated guy who's really good at what he does, rather than the person who's putting on a show to get noticed. Hmm. Um. But you know. But then, what do you do with somebody like Elton John? Like. 80s era Elton John. Well, that's that was just piles of cocaine. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Right. You know what's interesting? Sometimes I see interviews taking Elton John. Sometimes I see interviews with him where he's talking just really honestly and he's fine and whatever it is. And he's fascinating and a really bright guy and, and has lots of insight in the kind of work he does and everything. And then other times he's such like a whiny little pissant that it pisses me it's like why do you have to be both of those things why can't you just be you know like is is there a danger does the art suffer when you believe your own hype i think that he is one of those people who for at least for a while believed his own hype or maybe still does a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that if you're making piles of money i mean this is sort of the the bieber effect right is Mm -hmm. justin bieber really that talented Uh, yeah okay the kid can sing but like whatever you know, he's not going to change the world, but he made so much money that he's like driving around in his Lamborghini and getting tattoos and, you know, being an idiot. And I think that there, you know, there's a certain point where it's like you get insulated from reality mm-hmm. to the point where, yeah, the absurd becomes normal. And unless it's and you get to the point where you're wearing such crazy, outrageous costumes as Elton John, that the only the only place to go is more outrageous. Mm-hmm. And then you get further and further away from everything but shouldn't shouldn't that shouldn't 
shouldn't eccentricities be almost a byproduct? Uh, yeah. And I think they, I mean, I mean, if you, if you're trying to be eccentric, are you really eccentric? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I tend to think that, you know, I, I know I just said Dolly was actually that weird, but I tend to think that people choose to be eccentric, uh, that they're not naturally. So like, I think, mm. I think, I think people want to put on that face. Um, it's like anybody who's trying to put on a show. It's like a uh, Nadar, the photographer in the 1900s, you know, he, like, he changed his name to Nadar. And, mm-hmm. and put a big giant red Nadar on the front of the building that he was at his studio in, you know, like he was, it, it was branding essentially. Right. And, and to some extent, I feel like that's all this stuff is, you know, all the costumes that, that, that Lady Gaga wears, that's all just branding. And to put a, you know, to put a point on it, like, isn't she just basically stealing Elton John's wardrobe from 30 years ago, you know, bringing up Elton John. Well, and I'm and sure it's... Elton John stole it from somebody else 20 years before that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think that I, I there's no there's no artist that I like better because of their their crazy persona. Is it is there a different perception if if they are actually very talented? You know, do do we do we give and this is going to probably not endear me with Lady Gaga fans, but from what I've heard I think they're called I, little I monsters. But go ahead. Is that what they're called? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess it's better than Gaga Knights or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't get the hype. Okay. But but Elton John, I get, especially early Elton John, sure. kind of before he did all this wacky yep. stuff. Um. So I, I wonder if, hmm, if the talent is there, do we forgive? Yes. The eccentricity. Yes. You know how many how many people knew really what an incredible pianist Liberace was. Right. Because they only saw, you know, the coats and the diamonds. Liberace was not that great of a pianist, but yes, I understand your point. I don't know. (laughs) You you see him, you see him play. play. He's a very, no, he can play in this, you know, I, you know, but it's funny. It's like, I mean, to get a musician, I always point out how amazing of a guitarist say James Taylor is. But James Taylor is not known as a guitarist. But when you listen to him play, you're like, wow, he's there's there's a lot more to his playing than you ever notice because he's not flashy about it. You know, mm-hmm. he's just incredibly badass at it, about it, you or, know, or sting as a bass player. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. You know, or John Mayer is a guitarist, right? Um, a lot of people are like, oh, John Mayer, he writes the songs about girls bodies and whatever. It's like that dude can play, you know, yeah. so th- th- there's lots of those kinds of examples, too. But I feel like. If those people couldn't play, I would have no patience for. Well, in okay, in in the realm of of photography, since this is sure. supposed to be a photo show, I know. Um, wait, it is. What? <laughs> I shudder to think. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> I'm not gonna even go ahead. <laughs> oh, that was all a flash of brilliance. Uh. Are you aperture? You'd like to go there? <laughs> no, I think the F stops here. <laughs> oh. 
Anyway, moving on. You know, the, the, you know, we we we've talked several times about sort of the the the, the rock star air quotes the rock star photographers who yeah. have become more famous or more well known or more regarded for uh, the empires that they are building yeah. than for the photographs that they currently make. Sure. And but and but a lot of those very few of those people are like flamboyant in any sort of way that they're eccentric this way, you know. True. True. I feel like even the most eccentric, I mean, maybe like La Chapelle is sort of like, you know, kooky and, you know, lives that kind of lifestyle. Richardson, Terry Richardson. Yeah, but even him, just- I mean, it's not like he's, you know, it's just, you know, a really skeevy guy with a large penis like doing terrible things to people, you know, like I like whatever. Um, I don't think he's living, I don't think he's living some sort of, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I guess. But I don't know if my mother knows who Terry Richardson is, you know? Are there, are there very, I can't even. Are there Elton Johns of the photo world? That's a good question. That's a good question. I can't think of any off the top of my head. No. No. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there are the people who are just a little odd. I mean, like even Dwayne Michaels is a little odd, you know? (laughs) But, you know, so there are some of our photographers of the week that are just sort of interesting people, like in a, mm-hmm. hmm, wow, hmm, kind of way. But, yeah. The art world seems to have the lion's share of them. I think it's more painters and, you know, musicians for publicity's sake. You know, Warhol, he was kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think he actually... I, the problem. The problem comes when people actually buy into all that. Not just the people who are being hyped up, but like the people think that Warhol is a better artist because he's got a kooky hair, you know? Right. Like, come on. Really? Yeah. It's, it's very strange and it it's branding mm. though. That's, that's a big topic for another time. Branding. I think we could get into. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put a note in the, in the thing. Uh, what else we got here? All right. So you're, you're, uh, you're moving to Nikon, no, right? No. You're, you, you, you have been amazed by edge to edge sharpness and have decided to <laughs> make the leap to a Nikon. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we, I, see what I did there. Yeah. I, I like that. That was <laughs> leading the witness or, um, <laughs> paper. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mentioned last week that I was just, I was, I was, I liked that uh, little Pentax six, four, five. And actually a friend of the show, Carl Taylor wrote in, you know, just, talking about how, Oh, well the sensor's not quite the size of say the ones in the hospital or the phase, or whatever it is. And, and, and th- that's true. Um, I think that the part of it though, is that I have very different uses for it than say so- somebody like Carl does. Like there are times when I need to shoot an ISO 800, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I'm not using big lights all the time. Uh, I need to shoot faster. I'm not shooting tethered most of the time, you know? So it's like, I have slightly different, my use case is very different than his. Um, but but I was trying to see if there was a way for me to get more pixels without uh, spending 40 grand, you know. What do you think of the 800? So Dan Gottesman, uh, who I used to do circuitous conversations with, uh, has had, had a D800E. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Dan, can I, can I borrow it for oh, a few is, days? Is the E the one without the low pass? Okay. So it, it – it, okay. It, it's, it's, yeah, it does have an anti-aliasing filter, but it's – it doesn't not have anything in front of the, of the, of the sensor. What it does is it has two filters, one that cancels out the first one. Okay. So there's still something in front of the lens. It's not like just or like in front a, of the sensor in front of the sensor rather. 
Um, but this this was kind of the but first... But yeah, that's the idea, that it's This was it's kind cleaner. of the first big camera that, yep. that didn't include it, right? right. That, was, that was... yeah. So... Okay. So he gave me that. He gave me a 35 millimeter lens, a 60 millimeter macro, the 24 to 70 to eight that he has, which actually I was really impressed with more so than uh, at least the old, apparently the new Canon 24 to 70 is amazing. The old one was a little soft. Um, anyway, I tried it. I took it around, took some pictures. I had a friend come over. I shot some portraits the other day. Um, and when I was shooting the portraits in the house, I actually would jump between that camera and my camera and take similar pictures like, uh, with this, with the two cameras, with the same lighting mm-hmm. and there are more pixels. I mean, there are, you know, six, uh, tw- uh, 14 megapixels, more pixels, you know, right. um, is it night and day? No. Is there more detail? Yeah. I mean, if, if everything else is perfect, yeah, there's more detail. Um, is it enough to make me switch? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta tell you though, uh, the files are beautiful. They really are beautiful. The sen- Sony makes the sensor in that thing. And it's, it's amazing. I'm surprised at how good it is. Um, and it really does. It, it, I mean, the per pixel sharpness is amazing, especially if you have good glass and good technique. It's it's, you can make incredible images. Um, I don't like the way the camera feels in my hand though. Like the grip's not big enough. My my See, fingers I, my fingers end up like if I wrap my fingers around they're like digging into the body like the you know what I mean okay See I I love this camera this is this is probably my favorite in terms of DSLR yeah. camera that Nikon makes other than the three hundred the D three hundred okay so that fits your hand yeah the D hundred I like the way it fits my hand I, actually in a you know, my current favorite DSLR if I were going to buy one strictly on ergonomics yeah. is uh the pentax k3 okay there you go alan, it's, alan it will be feels, very excited yeah it feels yeah. really good yeah and, in the hand and, you know it's funny too the uh, like uh, just it's just interesting the differences between these things so on on like a canon the wheel up by your shutter button is is above the shutter button right, right. we're on the nikons it's sort of in front of the shutter button right and there's not enough room on that grip for me to hold it and then flip my hand. I can't, I have to shift my hand a little bit from taking pictures to rolling the scroll thing. My whole hand has to move a little bit because otherwise my hand is sort of half. There's not enough room for me to get my finger in there. It's just Uh, weird. It's like, it doesn't just fit. It just doesn't fit my hand. Right. Um, I do like the other, those two little, the little programmable buttons Mm -hmm. in the grip that you can use. I don't know what I'd use them for, but that's cool that they're there. Um, like I said, the sensor's beautiful. The, the the pictures are beautiful, but I, I, it's not enough. It's not enough to make me jump, you know, because I'd right. have to sell all my stuff and buy all really high end glass on the other end too, and you know, um, and there's all this talk of Canon coming out with like a forty megapixel digital SLR anyway, so all my glass would still work. And anyway, it's just it was interesting that uh, a little interesting little experiment. It's a nice camera, mm-hmm. especially for whatever three grand thirty thirty three hundred I guess for the E. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely in medium format territory in the experience that I've had with 40 megapixel medium format files, you know? Okay. Um, I, I don't have any basis yeah. for comparison, so I can't, you know, so out. like in the, in that sort of like, you know, 39 megapixel Hasselblad kind of thing, it's, it it starts feeling like that. There's, there's like, there's this, there's this, um, 
It's not really cleanliness because actually there's like a slight sort of air of noise in all the files, but not anything that's bad. It's just sort of like this feeling of this texture that they have. But, but you know, I, I took a picture of my lamp just testing out like the first thing I did. And you can see that there are actually dust cobwebs like in one wow. corner of the lamp that, you know, and then I took it with the cannon and they're still there. They're just not quite as defined, you know? Right. Um. So it's, it's to each his own, but yeah, interesting. So l- let's, let's, let's look at something. If you've got uh, uh, a D800 with uh, an 80 millimeter. Yeah. Let's say 85, whatever it is. Yep. Uh, versus, you know, going back a little bit uh, and getting uh, the Hasselblad like an H3. So you're at 31, 31 megapixels. Yeah. I would rather have the, the Nikon mm-hmm. by far. If only because the Nikon will be able to shoot in light that I could never shoot that old medium format in. I see. You know, and just weight and size and all that stuff. Like for me, I'd rather have that. If I was going to get medium format, it would have to be a new one. And I'm really interested in the new CMOS ones because, you know, the thing about that Pentax is that apparently it shot really nicely up to 1600 ISO, which a lot of the other ones really don't do that well, like above, you know, 400 or 200. They're, hmm, they're meant to be shot at 50 or shot at 100. They're meant, they're studio cameras. You know, they're meant to be shot when you're controlling all of the light. Those cameras are not designed for, you know, or outside, you know, where you're like, where you have a lot of light. You know, the, the current crop of medium format cameras, they're not really designed for available light shooting. You know, there are specific, I, I tool, don't have there are any... specific tool for a specific thing. And I'm sure there are people who use them for available light stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of weaknesses there that, you know, you have a lot of the, the strength of the digital SLRs is that the, the, you know, the CMOS ones is that they're small, they're lighter. They can do a lot more with less light, you know, so you start getting these trade-offs and, and then you take the price into account. I could buy that D800E and like the three primes that I care about for like six grand, seven grand, you know, and then I'm set up that right. I could sell my Canon stuff for say four or 5,000. And then, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I could easily do that where medium format setup, just starting, you know, yeah, you can get a 50 megapixel, but it's 30 grand for the camera and a single lens at a couple lenses. You're at 40 grand, you know, that's almost 10 times the price. That's crazy. Like I can't justify it. You're not getting 10 times the picture, you know? And if you need that, okay, you go rent it. You know, if I was independently wealthy, yeah, sure. I'd get one, (laughs) but I just can't justify it on the work that I do, you know? Right. Anyway, it was interesting. Um, what else, uh, what else we got? Photographer of the week. We got a photographer. You chose this This, one. It's good. Yeah. This, this, uh, uh, I, I had never heard of this. Nick hit me to this guy. Uh, Thurston Hopkins. Thurston Hopkins. Thurston wait, wait, Hopkins. Wait, who told you about this guy? Nick. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so this this is like all of the um, the picture post people. This is yeah. This is uh, photojournalist. Yep. Um, and uh, shot for for basically the UK equivalent of of Life magazine. Okay. Yeah. Um, Picture post, but absolutely beautiful images. And I'm, 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 I, this is one of the reasons I love doing this, this show and, and love photography is that moment of discovery where you're, and I've talked about this where you go, God, how do, how did I not know about this? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. How do we not know about this guy who's this super famous, whatever? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not a lot of information about his personal life. Nope. Um, surprisingly small amount. A lot of these of guys sort of flew under the radar or they were yes. in that time before photographers were known. Like people knew the pictures, but they didn't know who made them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, do you think that there was, that that was a, a sense of modesty from the photographers of the time? Like that was the zeitgeist. Or do you think that that was uh society sort of not giving them credit where credit was due? You know, I don't know. And I, I've thought about this a few times where there seems to, on some level have, have been a, sh- there has been a shift in, you know, during this time, the photography took center stage and we seem to be in a space where the photographer is fighting for control and fighting to take center stage. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe that's just in our little world. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, this is, this is just beautiful, beautiful stuff. I, and, you know, go ahead. I, I put a, I put a, a link in the show notes from this, this guardian article. Yeah. I hadn't seen this movie, Yeah, but the guy's voice is great. So this is like a little, uh, I think it's five minute discussion of him sort of talking through some of his pictures and just talking about his uh, experiences. It, you know, it was interesting. He was, I think it was, uh, he was talking about going to get a job at picture post and he had been working for somebody else and he went to them to go get, cause it was like during world war two or, you know, in the late thirties. And he went to go get his, uh, work from his old magazine or whatever it is. And when he got there, like the building was basically bombed yeah. and gone and like all of his stuff, just like everything's just in rubble. And, you know, could you imagine just losing everything you would shot up to then? <laughs> it's just yeah. like gone at yeah. a time when there weren't backups, you know? Yeah. That, that was, that was the, the, the equivalent of a modern day hard drive crash, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. His hard drive crashed. The whole building was his hard drive. Yeah. Um, but, but just him talking about all of his images and, and how, you know, oh, I was in the right place. The right, you know, I, I, I was here and saw this thing and I took this picture. Like it, it's very, it was, it's very, um, not, um, you know, he said, oh, I used to take a lot of theater pictures and, and people liked those. So I got this job and, you know, it's just, it's really interesting to me that one picture of the, the little girl in bed. Oh, with the newspapers. Yeah. On there? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, he had, it's, it's like, there's a, there's an overarching sort of theme of serendipity to his career. Yeah. Yeah. And you know? also interesting that, that, I mean, some of the pictures he takes are of very privileged people living privileged looking lives, you know, in gowns and this kind of stuff and done up hair. And then other pictures of, are of essentially like Dickensian London and version right. of 1930s Dickensian London or whatever, you know? Right. Um, it's, it's an amazingly varied portfolio. Yeah. And then there's the, the covers of picture post where it's like the, the, the guy going off to war saying goodbye mm-hmm. to his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Um, At the train one. Yeah. Which, yeah, which yeah. looks like it could very well have been staged, but maybe it wasn't, you know? And, mm-hmm. and he says in a number of things where he's talking, where he's describing them that he didn't, uh, they weren't about, he didn't stage anything, you know, or, you know, or, or, or no, that, that was actually in there the way it looks, you know, not, you know, not any other way. I don't know. Interesting guy. And again, you're right. Somebody we would have just, who would have known, you know, so many of these guys from back in the day that just get like lost to time. I love that picture of the woman walking up the alley, the old woman. 
it's like uh, two thirds of the way through. And he said that he saw her walking from far away. Oh, between the bricks. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. waited for her to get closer and took one picture or a couple of pictures and then went over and talked to her. You know, mm. it's funny if you did that today, somebody would think you're really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking on eBay. There are a few posts, uh, a few auctions for picture post magazine. Uh, here's one, uh, a lot of the entire volume 29, which is 1945, 13 issues for about 55 bucks. Hey, you going to invest? They're interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing them. I I just looked at this and all I could think were, I never want to have to eat a jellied eel. Did you see that picture? It's a picture where people are buying jellied eels from this like counter, like this like shop outside. And apparently, apparently it's something that people used, the poor used to eat in London because you can get eels out of the Thames and they used to jelly them and, and it was a good source of protein. No. Yep. Nope. Yeah, apparently you, you, you can you can still get them today. There's there's eel houses in London which I never knew about. Uh I'm I'm not going to frequent any of those. <laughs> no I will I will I will respect respectfully say no thank you. Yep. Yeah. To the, to the jelly eels. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It is. Uh so yeah, we're going to we're going to put up some links in the show notes, but uh I think if you look at with a lot of these guys, if you just if you do Google search for Thurston Hopkins, you're going to get uh better uh stuff than a lot of the pages. Right. You know what I mean? You'll get a a more varied sense of their images than trying to search for a single page that has all the images. Right. Good stuff. He he has a thing for women putting stuff like lipstick on. Have you noticed that? There's like a number yeah, the, of- the, the one uh, where she's, the, the, the big mirror is down on the floor. Yeah. I really like that shot. Yeah, classic. Classic. Uh, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about this guy? Uh, no, just go go take a look. Uh, really interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I, you know, I've been, I've been looking at a lot more photojournalism lately. And it's, it's, it's an area that I've kind of, I've been fascinated with for a long time, but I haven't really gone very deep yeah. into it. And I'm, and I'm finding just some really incredible work. Photojournalism is all about the editing, right? It's, 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 it's like you, for, for successful photojournalism to work for me, it's not about a series of the same exact, like somebody's standing there and, and I'm taking the pictures of them. It's like the one picture from this event that was mm-hmm. the good one. Because it's sort of like it, it's it's sort of these vignettes into certain things in life, and if you give me too much information, it's almost better that you give me not enough information, because then I start creating my own stories, and that somehow gives them added weight to me. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Well, and and there there are so, and I'm not even talking combat photojournalism. I'm just talking. There, there are so many great stories being told, and and yeah. there, the technology is allowing new ways to tell those stories. Maybe not new ways to tell them, but new ways to distribute them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you know, we've talked about sites like Exposure and Medium, and and uh, some of the stuff that that the San Jose Mercury News did years ago. Um, and it, it's just, it's a fascinating field and I'm, I'm learning more and more about it and learning more and more about some of the players within it. Um, so I, I'm, I think I'm going to add a lot more to Faded and Blurred because I, I really do like this stuff. 
I think that that uh, could as, only as, be a good thing. Yeah, it, it's hard to look at some of it, but I think it's important. Yeah. So good anyway, stuff. Uh, how do people get a hold of us? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> podcast at ontakingpictures.com. <laughs> yes that's uh, that's one i i tweet at bill wadman you tweet at jeffrey sadoris j-e-f-f-e-r-y-s-a-d-d-o-r-i-s where wadman is like madman with a upside down m and right. and um what else we got uh go join the google plus group if you go to google plus and you search for on taking pictures you'll find the group and just say you want to join and then uh either i or jeffrey or alan will accept you and you're in we should put a link in the show. It's it's just it's bitly bit dot ly slash capital O capital T capital P capital group. Not not all group, but just OTPG is capped. Is it actually uh, uh, case sensitive? I don't know. Yeah. I think it is. Okay. Oh, bitly sure. probably is. Yeah. Okay. Bitly. We can put in the link in the show notes though. I'll put a link anyway, in the show notes. I'm, to the I'm trying it without all all lowercase. Yeah, all lowercase doesn't go. He's like that goes somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know yeah, where what, that goes. Oh, what is this? No, it just goes to the something's wrong right, here. I'll, I'll add it to the. I'll add it to the show notes uh, as well. Uh, just the the main link. And uh, is that it? You're faded to blurred. I'm at billwadman.com, and uh, uh, we'd love to hear feedback from you. So send us feedback. Yes, uh, and and don't forget the the assignment this week. Diptych. 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 Don't take that the wrong way. Say what you want to say I know what you will say Will you